Hello again, beautiful beings of light, and welcome back to another Expand episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about reflections and just this profound moment that I had And then also her realization that the majority of my profound moments and downloads come back to the same thing. So we'll get to that. We will get to that. But first, I want to talk about this experience that I had, which was, yeah, a couple days ago. Lately, I've had a lot of moments, and I usually have this maybe once every couple of months, like once every three to six months, maybe. But in the past month, I've had it at least once a week, if not like multiple times a week, where I feel called to just escape my reality a little bit by connecting with nature. And so I've been, you know, I sat out in the woods on our property. I sat in our hot tub and staring at the woods. And I've just been doing a lot of reflection and also a lot of like gratitude. Just the most amount of gratitude. And with that gratitude, I just cry and I cry and I cry. And they're all happy tears. It's not even close to sadness. And so I've been having a lot of those moments. So here I was two days ago, sitting in the hot tub, watching the sun go down. There's a chill in the air. The water that I was sitting in was so nice and hot and steamy, and the jets were going on my back. And I'm just taking a look at the woods and really appreciating that moment. And I had some kind of folky music in the background, and it was just such a a scene that was set, you know, in so many ways. And so then eventually I decided to turn off the jets and just sit there in this warm water staring at the woods. And as I sat there, I looked down and perfectly, completely like, you know, as if it was as smooth as glass, there is this reflection in the water. And the reflection is of the forest and the sunset. And it was so beautiful to just observe and sit there. And I all of a sudden get this kind of download of going back to Los Angeles and basically, you know, going back and being inundated with um, bullshit. I don't know how else to say it, but LA represents, for me anyway, the mainstream world right? That, that represents like Hollywood. It represents, I mean, we, we live in Hollywood. Like it represents my merging into the mainstream. And I've talked before about how, how much I've battled being in mainstream and how, how much I feel like that's going to take away from my freedom, but also realizing that in order to do the work that I came here to do, there has to be some portion of playing the game of getting into Hollywood at an unfortunate level, right? And yeah, so it's just, it's been a huge battle. So I'm getting this download about kind of preparing myself to go back and not have the woods and not have, you know, as many of these moments. And as I'm staring and staring and staring at this reflection in the water, I get this message saying, this reflection represents Hollywood. 
It represents Los Angeles. It represents the mainstream world. And the longer you stare at the reflection of the scenery, the more you start to believe that that reflection is real. And it's not. So the words that came to me were, look up. And when I looked up from this beautiful, really, truly beautiful reflection in the water, I saw the vibrance, the realness, the authentic truth of this reality in front of me. The picture that was displayed, the reflection in the water was also very beautiful, but it was almost one-dimensional. It only went so deep. It only goes so far. But just like the information that came through, the more I looked at this reflection, the more I believed that this indeed was reality. This was the truth, and it's not. But that's a really good analogy for the entertainment industry. It's a really good analogy for television programs. We can look at TV, even, well, especially reality TV, and get convinced in the moment that The Bachelor is having drama because, I don't know, one of the bachelorettes is, I don't know, whatever, whatever that whole world is, right? It's such bullshit. But we can get sucked into believing that that's real. Now, I, I mean, I'm hoping that even the mainstream people understand how fake it is. I would hope so. But once again, the longer you look at it, no matter how much you understand it's set up, no matter how much you understand their actors playing a role, the more you watch whatever episode, season, series, the more you believe it's real, even at subconscious, subliminal levels. Have you ever wanted to talk to interdimensional beings? Have you ever wondered why humans are so important? And what your mission is right now today? Well, look no further. Every month, I host a workshop where I channel members from the Galactic Federation of Light and ask them some of the most important questions humanity has ever asked. Join the Galactic Federation Summit today. Tickets for $11 can be found on my website, elizabethapril.com. So then it kind of begs the question, what are we looking at? What are you looking at? You know what? I, I would say, just for sake of ease and sake of numbers, I would say that 50% of my existence as me, as Elizabeth April, 50% is spent in the etheric, non-physical, metaphysical world. Especially when you think about dreaming and sleeping and whatever. But then in my waking life, I'm also in, the, in those worlds and realms and realities and downloads and whatever. So for me, 50% is non-physical and the other 50% is physical. We can all agree that what we focus on creates our reality. So is my reality an illusion? Is what I'm experiencing in other realms an illusion? Is this chair that I'm sitting in an illusion? If we get down to a deeper level, every single aspect of this physical reality is just a reflection. Like, for example, you know, a year ago, I put out the intention, 
I really want a comfortable desk chair, an office chair. And eventually that materialized into a really comfortable office desk chair, which I'm sitting in right now. This chair is a reflection of the intention that I initially set out. So even though I'm looking at the reflection of the scenery in the water and I'm being told to look up at the cause of the reflection, is it not wrong to speculate that the cause of the reflection, which is the forest itself, is also another reflection? And so on and so on and so on. I mean, to what degree is real reality real? And, you know, I guess this is something that I've been really speculating a lot around recently. But I want to say, just to kind of throw it out there, I think it's really important that we have some sort of basis of reality. Like, how disillusioning would it be for you to be in a past life, while you're in a future cosmic life, while you're in this life, while you're dreaming, while you're manifesting, while you're existing and trying to feed yourself, you would be so all over the place with your focus and your reality that you're creating that you wouldn't actually have a foundation or a basis. I feel like for me, being one foot in the physical world and one foot in the non-physical world it's really important that I have a basis in this lifetime as being the physical world. I have decided that this material, physical, solid reality, this chair that I'm sitting in, is going to be my, let's say, 51% basis of reality in this moment. And by being tethered by that large majority, right, 51%, I can then take that 49% of focus and explore any sort of space and time I want to. I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of ranting here, but your reality is what you make it. Your reality is what you focus on. And sometimes we get so focused on one thing, like, man, these days so many people are focused on the fear of the vaccinated, the fear of the unvaccinated, the fear of the government. That sucks, man. I'm just saying it. But like all those people, especially beautiful, spiritual, enlightened, awakened people are choosing fear consciously. They are creating that in their reality. And I am completely unaffected by that, by that fear that other people have. And people call me ignorant by being, by choosing to be unaffected by it. I don't believe that I'm ignorant, although I'm always open to checking in with myself. I don't believe that I'm ignorant around this one thing in particular, because I understand the perspective of where people are coming from with their fear. I understand why they would feel fear. I understand the agendas. I understand the corruption. But I choose not to allow that into my reality. I have so many things I want to focus on. I have so many things I want to experience. I have so many aspects of my journey. Why would I waste one second of my journey on fear? And there are moments for sure. I'm not like totally void of fear, not some sort of weird spiritual robot. 
I definitely have moments of fear and anxiety and frustration and uh, confusion, for sure, without a doubt. But I always allow those moments to help me learn and grow and move forward. I don't ever allow those moments or momentary experiences to become my identity. And I think that that's what I'm really getting at here. We have to all look up from the reflection. Do you get caught up in someone else's reflection of you? If someone came up to you and said, well, you're fat, and you really truly believed and thought and knew that you are beautiful and you are in your most perfect, your most divine body, that comment should not affect your reality as long as you're willing to hold firm to your own belief about yourself. So do you allow someone else's reflection of you to get to you? Do you allow other people's reflections to become your reality? Or are you free of perceived reflections and projections? Which would be incredible. But then you have to take a look at your own reflections. How are you reflecting yourself out into the world? How are you reflecting yourself back at you? The majority of my ego deaths have come through in a time where I was convincing myself that I was someone that I wasn't. And I'm grateful for those moments and experiences because that's a huge part of being ignorant, being in 3D and awakening. A huge part about being woke is fully looking at, analyzing, questioning, identifying, converging, releasing all of these different aspects of ourself, all of the different reflections in our reality. I think the best part about being awakened and having full sovereignty is not allowing the external reality or the aspects of the external reality to affect you. That's the number one thing that for sure I could say is powerful about waking up is, all right, cool. Well, the world is collapsing, but I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm good. I have my own life, my own reality. I'm content. I'm happy. I'm, I'm where I need to be. Yes, this reality is a reflection. Yes, your dreams are a reflection. Yes, the chair that you're sitting in is a reflection. You know, yes, it's all a reflection, but what are you believing? as the reflection. What is the main reality for you in your own life? What is the main reflection that's convinced you it's real? Is really, I think, what my question is. Because even though I choose to give up 51% of my power, my focus, my ability to create my reality in the physical world, I choose that because it's grounding for me, to be honest. Where is your power what is the reflection probably within the physical world that you believe to be true? Because that, my friends, is where you will begin to realize that you may have a limited perspective, that you may only be looking at one dimension of this beautiful universal existence that we're in. We're human beings. We are hybrid aliens. We have way, way more capacity than what we've been taught to believe. And once again, your belief is everything. So it's time to unpack that and really take a hard look at your own life and where those beliefs lie 
and how those beliefs affect you. As always, thank you so much for being here, for being you, for showing up, for questioning, and for really truly taking a look at those reflections. Until next time, I will see you in the fifth dimension frequency. Thank you.